Welcome to the Japan Business and Real Estate News Podcast. I'm Pretty Donnelly, Sales and Marketing Manager with Nippon Tradings International. Today, I'm focusing on the stigma of deaths in properties. Also, there is a potential game changer for the nursing care loss maker and a tip on how to safely purchase properties with higher yield in smaller townships. So let's talk about properties with quote unquote unfortunate incidents. Yes, that is intentionally a vague opening. In Japan, death in a home is considered taboo. The property becomes unwanted, thought to be impossible to sell, marked by this dark history. So much so that listings require homicides and suicides to be specified, as per the Land Ministry's May 2021 guidelines. But then, because of the stigma associated with death, the listings are often vague. For example, one states that the resident passed away alone and was not found dead for more than 72 hours. Other statements are more puzzling. Previous location of death from fire or accident. Koji Hanahara, the president of Realtor Marks Inc., has decided to change the face of these stigmatized properties. Quite a switch for the successful broker of the predecessor of Marks, which pitched posh properties in Yokohama. But having had a mother living alone in his family home, he felt connected to the issue of elderly individuals dying alone at home. Plus, children of the elderly don't necessarily want these properties. So a whole market of idle properties in Japan sitting vacant with prices usually lower by 10% to 50%. Marx buys them and showcases them rather than covering them up. Just bring it out in the open. Marx has sold and rented out more than 60 of these kinds of properties within two years since the service started in April 2019. An investor bought one for 1.5 million yen, that's approximately $13,600, after another real estate agency gave up on it, deciding it would be impossible to sell. Hanahara discovered that there are many people who see the opportunity over the stigma. To be successful, he believes you have to stand out from the rest, and it worked. To complement its real estate, the company also started up a construction business and cleaning program for the vacant homes. But stigmas take time to break. Banks are still hesitant. Instead of seeing the asset, they see lower social value and less marketable properties, and therefore will not extend loans to Marks to purchase these properties. But Hanahara is not worried. He sees a bright future, turning shunned properties into value. I want to talk about a similar situation of idle opportunities. Japan has a $90 billion nursing care industry, but a loss maker, therefore limited in advancements. Sampo Holdings, one of the most conservative insurance groups in Japan, is turning heads to change that with its new direction into nursing homes and preventative healthcare services. So last year, the company invested $500 million into U.S. data analytics group Palantir, co-founded by billionaire Peter Thiel for a joint venture. 
The idea is to leverage Palantir's technology to use data collected in nursing homes to improve the productivity of care workers and analyze the well-being of patients. Kengo Sakurada, chief of Sampo, envisions that such data can help to create, for example, an insurance package that can predict the progression of dementia and allow patients to plan how long they can keep driving without getting into an accident. This and other models he believes can be exported globally to assist other countries with similar social issues. And now switching gears to property investments, we know that the big cities like Tokyo will generate stable rental income. You asked us for our input on investing in smaller townships. In the Japanese property market, one of the main elements of risk generally stems from income stability, which comes from high or low occupancy areas. Properties in smaller townships are certainly more affordable and have higher yields of 8% to 10% net pre-tax, which is obviously attractive to investors, particularly when compared with 4% to 6% in the bigger cities. While the yield is certainly attractive, the downside is that the smaller the town, the greater the uncertainties. For example, potential business or industry closures, major employers moving out, population growth trends reversing, and so on, all of which could affect occupancy rates, posing significant risks to income stability. But even when the economy of these smaller cities does well and the population remains stable, if the property became vacant, it would take longer to find not just a new tenant, but the right tenant than it would be in metropolitan cities, such as Tokyo, Osaka, Fukuoka, and to a lesser extent, Kobe and Kyoto. For this reason, to invest in smaller townships safely, seasoned investors tend to include it within a portfolio of properties, thereby being able to offset the risks. That's it for this episode, folks. Thanks for listening. We are a Japanese proxy helping foreigners access properties in the second largest real estate economy in the world for investment purposes and for personal use. We hope you will continue to visit our updated website with business news and property listings at nippontradings.com. At NTI, this is Pretty, keeping you informed of the latest trends business news, and featured properties in the Japanese real estate market. If you are new to the Japanese property market and have questions, we are always happy to talk shop. Drop us a line at info at nippontradings.com.